Audio. This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I am sitting in my home with the other person who lives in my home, my wife, Sarah Stevenson Scrimshaw. Hello! Hello. Thank you for being here in my home that is also your home. I'm happy to be here in our home. And now, in the effort to be honest with our listeners, Mm -hmm. we both have drinks, correct? We do. I have a glass of wine, and I believe you have some ginger whiskey. Yes, I have an ambiguous big old tumbler of an exciting... Brown fluid? That's a terrible way to describe it. <laughs> Do we not say whiskey on this podcast? Did something oh, yeah, change? We say whiskey okay. all the time. I was just trying to make it sound more exotic. And what did I said? An exciting brown fluid? That I, is the I, yeah. worst thing that I could ever possibly say. I don't even think you said exciting. I think you said unknown. <laughs> An unknown, unknown brown fluid. Brown Welcome to Obsessed, where I'll now be advertising all sorts of fun <laughs> alcohols in the most disgusting way possible. I'm not editing any of that out because this is awesome. going to be a very raw, emotional podcast. That's the way to do it. We are married. We, we are. are husband and wife. Mm-hmm. As we are recording, we are coming up to Thanksgiving. It's casual time. It's have fun mm-hmm. with your family. It's maybe try to discuss the state of the world with your family without <laughs> anyone actually being murdered. In theory, it is a relaxing, thankful time. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful to be here with you. And we are going to talk about something that you are that I wanted to talk about in general, yep. but you are legitimately obsessed with. I am. And that is Gilmore, Gilmore Girls. Girls. Yes. So as we're recording, the revival is about to be released uh, coming this Friday. Mm-hmm. It's not released yet as we're talking about it. That's right. So we can only imagine and fantasize. So uh, our obsession, mm-hmm. your obsession, will be about <laughs> the existing episodes of Gilmore Girls. Yeah. It's kind of about the whole concept. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. All of it. So now I obviously know a lot about you. I would, in fact, even mm-hmm. be willing to take a quiz to prove how much I know about you because I like you are to drink my water, wife. Which is the other thing I'm drinking right now. And that's not a good quiz, though, to just state a fact. You should have said, what else do I like to drink? And I could have been like, water. What are the fluids I often drink? Wine, water, uh-huh. mm-hmm. sometimes beer, more often whiskey, mm-hmm. which is an exciting brown fluid. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I know a lot about you, but you, can you tell the people listening a little bit about who you are and what you have done in your life? What have you done? What have you done, wife? Uh, the, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I, my name is Sarah Scrimshaw. I am married to you, Joseph Scrimshaw. I, awesome. Yes, it is awesome. My current employment... I'm going to talk about because it's going to come up. It's relevant. Woohoo! Uh, yeah. My current employment, I work for, uh, I have fallen into the world of working for museums slash historic houses slash doing events. I do a lot of all of that. Um, I also have a background as a dancer, so I tend to move a lot when I'm on podcasts, even though I try very hard not to. She is trying very hard not to get excited with her hand gestures and slap the mic, which I yep. understand. Yep. So I'm currently holding my sweater because <laughs> um, it's nice and cool here in Los Angeles today, and I get to wear a sweater. Uh, yeah. So I work um, I work within kind of historic homes. I currently work at a historic house and mansion in Beverly Hills called Greystone Mansion and Gardens, where I help um, I'm the venue coordinator, so I help oversee rental events, but I also do a lot of other stuff. Right. And we'll get into this, but Greystone Mansion and Gardens yes. is significant to Gilmore Girls because it is Chilton, where Rory goes to school, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Awesome. Okay. So we'll get into that. But yeah. 
want to get into Gilmore Girls, mm-hmm. and I suspect that some people listening to the podcast will be like, fuck yeah, I love Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. I know everything about it, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm ready to yell at these people when they say <laughs> something wrong. I apologize now. <laughs> he said, that's my general life attitude. If I could start every conversation with, hello, I'm Joseph. I'd like to pre-apologize. That's right. I'd be I'm very ready. happy with that. I didn't mean uh, to. But there are mm-hmm. some people who maybe don't know Gilmore Girls, and I right. want to make it accessible and interesting to them, and maybe we can hook some new people to check out Gilmore Girls yeah. and catch Gilmore Girl fever. So let's you and I together try to describe Gilmore Girls to somebody who has never watched it. Okay. So what do you think it is? Well, this is maybe cheating a little bit, but I read an article recently where they were talking to um, Amy Sherman Palladino. I believe that's how you say her name. She's the creator of Gilmore Girls. And the non-very-prepared pitch that she gave, which is what (laughs) sold the show, which is basically, paraphrasing here, uh, she had always wanted to do a show where the mother and daughter are more friends than they are mother and daughter. I had watched the entire show, I don't think really hearing that. I mean, obviously, it's clear that... Lorelai, mother, and Rory, short for Lorelai, daughter, are good friends, and that's kind of the the heart of the show. But I don't know. That just that stuck to me. That, so, that, yeah, that, like that made sense to you is yeah. like why somebody would buy that pitch. The well, idea of a mother and daughter who are close in age and therefore have an unconventional relationship. Yeah, yeah. I, I won't say you know why people buy pitches because that's not my world, but um, for describing the show that I like, that it describes it and they live in this fun weird quirky town called stars hollow and there's great town characters and i think that's part of what i really like about it especially as we've been re-watching it in preparation for the new year in the life just kind of both appreciating the characters that i've always appreciated and loved and appreciating new ones not new ones but like other ones even more this time around yeah anyway, yeah cool i'm getting ahead of us Well, that's fine. But yeah, yeah, in order to explain Gilmore Girls, so yes, it is about a mother and daughter, Mm -hmm. Lorelai and the daughter, Rory, uh, who have, uh, Lorelai had Rory at a young age, at 16, Mm -hmm. as the story starts for catching up with Rory when she's around the same age as Lorelai was when she got pregnant with Mm -hmm. Rory. There is the quaint little town full of weird, charming, often maybe annoying characters, up to the viewer to decide. Right. But then I think the other big piece of it is that uh, culture dynamic of the pilot starts off with Lorelai needing money so Rory can go to a fancy school. So Lorelai goes to her parents and institutes, I'll have family dinner every Friday night with you in exchange Mm -hmm. for you paying for my kid to go to this fancy school, Chilton a.k.a. Greystone, yeah. and that opens up, that part of the story in the relationship with the parents opens up this huge culture clash, which is yeah. extra interesting to me right now because the parents are wealthy, they live in New England, they live in a bit of a bubble of this mm-hmm. is the way things are done, this is the way society works, it's often played for drama, it's often played for comedy, Yeah. but I think particularly right now when we've had so many discussions in our real world about what does wealth mean? What does it mean to have different culture based on whether or not you have money? Mm -hmm. That that's a huge dynamic in Gilmore Girls as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And just in terms of storytelling, setting up uh, basically weekly Friday night dinner with all of these great different relationships is, in my mind, brilliant storytelling. Yeah, it's a good pilot. It's a really good pilot hook. And then I would say, the to me, the other big hook of what Gilmore Girls is, is just who are they dating? (laughs) <laughs> which is uh, yeah. what a lot of uh, fans debate about. And that is not mm-hmm. an all to minimize like, like, oh, it's a show about women dating people. It's just 
the, a lot of it is about a lot of the actual narrative is about the choices they're making in relationships absolutely because it's choices they're making in their lives and part of the part of part of the part of the their lives <laughs> that they're focusing on is who they're dating plus in addition there's great banter and wit and comedy and coffee and we were talking about this that it's often discussed as a show where people talk very fast and i don't this time watching through it they do talk fast but it's more that they don't take breaks they just keep talking and they talk on and on and on and on but it's not boring they're just kind of like the really excited person who's so excited about something that she's just going to keep telling you everything yeah it's sort of like there's normally the comedy rule of three Mm -hmm. and normally in a comedy like this maybe one character would make a joke another character would say another joke that has a twist on that joke and then a third character would say the final joke rule of three like that's friends Mm -hmm. and on Gilmore Girls it's just it's like rule of seven and one (laughs) character says all seven jokes in a row yeah especially if it's Lorelai yeah especially Mm -hmm. Lorelai sometimes Rory every once in a while Luke or one of the other characters Mm -hmm. but yeah it's not particularly fast it's just that there's no pauses they just keep going And so you feel like it's going very fast because their brains aren't stopping. They just keep going and everything is very tied together. Yeah. And I would imagine, uh, having not been on set myself, (laughs) that the direction is having directed and played a lot of comedy in my life, that there is a little bit of a no pause rule. Yeah. I would think if so. you are going to pause, it is for a strong reason. Like I imagine, like the actors would have to say, like, please, 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 I really think it's important that I pause here. And I think in a lot of other yeah. acting, it is very much up to the actor to decide when do I need this little pregnant pause before a word. And in Gilmore Girls, it's generally just like, nope, act on the fucking line. It's <laughs> Gilmore Girls is sort of like, <laughs> you know, uh, typical theater direction dream come true of. Act on the line. Right. Act on the line. Right. Almost like jump, not jump on each other's lines, but don't leave any breaks. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and you can't say two words, stare off into the sun wistfully, and then come up with the emotion and then finish the line. You say the emotion with the line. You say, you know. Yeah. Or if you do, it's for good effect. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. So I got off into a tangent because I'm <laughs> a little obsessed with Gilmore Girls myself. But I want to hear about when and how you first got hooked on Gilmore Girls. Yeah, so I was thinking about this. Uh, I was chatting with a friend of mine. I I honestly don't remember. It was already on. It isn't like I started watching it when it first came on. You don't remember the friend? Is that what you're going to say? I do remember the friend. What's Uh, your friend's name? It was my friend Aaliyah. Okay. And we were at work at that time. I worked at a different historic house museum, uh, the James J. Hill House in St. Paul, Minnesota. Is this before or after Aaliyah was uh, around when you and I started dating? Before. This is before. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is before you and I were dating. Yeah. So yeah, just so the listeners know, Aaliyah is very special in a relationship <laughs> because she was around for one of the first times that you and I hung out. True. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, it was, yeah. And I kind of, you know, I was, I like Aaliyah, but I was kind of like, it'd be awesome if Aaliyah left Aww. because then I could be alone with Sarah. <laughs> anyway, if there so, were a Gilmore Girls sitcom of us starting to date, Aaliyah would definitely be in it. Yeah. So two yeah. big things up to yep. Aaliyah. Thanks. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So she and I were at work. We had some downtime one day and I don't know, we just started chatting about TV shows or something. And I think she just mentioned that she'd been watching Gilmore Girls or asked if I had seen it or I don't know. It just came up like things come up in, you know, conversation with friends and I think I'd flipped through it a few times on the TV, but hadn't, I don't know if I'd watched an entire episode even, but I was like, oh, you know, I haven't, but my friend likes it. And she and I often 
like similar things, then I really value her taste. And so I'll try this. And so I liked it. And I'm going to say it was like 2003, 2004, somewhere around there. These are just um, in the savage days of you would just turn on your television and it would be being broadcast. I think that over the air. Okay, this might be crazy. And uh, like I said, apologies up front. I want to say that it was on reruns or something already. So I would just kind of catch one or two episodes whenever I could. And I think I started, I was like, oh, this is good. So this is a place where you and I are not sure of our memories, or maybe you are, and I'm not sure. Uh, well, I feel like I watched my brown fluid and think. <laughs> have some brown fluid, sweetie, and let me pretend I know things. Um, I feel like I started to watch maybe like the first season. And then at some point, once we started dating, then I decided that I was going to see if you would watch it with me. And then we watched all of it together, including then getting catching up with where it was and watching it live as it was broadcast. Yes. I remember a very romantic moment <laughs> once we were engaged. Yeah, me too. But <laughs> once you're engaged, but before we were married, when we discussed what we really liked to do in our day to day lives. And I said very nervously, I like to work hard during the day. And then at the end of the day, I like to watch a lot of television. And uh-huh. I thought, I was going to hear from this woman that I had fallen in love with, like, that's not going to work for me. And I was like, oh, I'll deal with it. And you were like, me too. Yay. And I was like, fuck yes. Um, <laughs> so once we actually got married, yeah, I think I had shared some shows that I liked with you. I think we had watched maybe Twin Peaks. We had started to watch 24. And mm-hmm. you were like, I have this show that I've seen bits and pieces of that I really want to watch all of. You know, yeah. will you go all in with me? <laughs> and I really wasn't sure about it. Because no. it looked stereotypically like at the time a kind of show I wouldn't like that was just about sort of uh, teenage cutesy romance. And as soon as I saw the first couple episodes and saw how much clever writing there was, I was into it for the writing. I wasn't sure about the tone, but I was into it for the writing. Yeah, from what I remember, you were very uncertain about it for a while, especially if I may share this. Go for it. We're being honest. We have fluids. <laughs> I can be honest anytime. Um <laughs> I feel like you were very uncertain about Lorelai. I, I think was. it took you a long time to like her. I seem to recall you yelling about how annoying she was frequently at the beginning. And I kept <laughs> saying, like, wait, wait, it gets better. And hoping that it actually would. And it wasn't just like a place where we disagreed. Yeah. Well, now I find her fascinating. Yeah. And it might be the bias of having so many years of the most important television being about damaged men. Yeah, You know, around the time we were starting watching was right when I would say like Mad Men and a couple of years before Breaking Bad even broke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but when we've, we've been rewatching it now to build up to the Netflix yes, show. And yep. I've been enjoying Lorelai. Even when I'm annoyed with her, it's fascinating because yeah. there are times watching it this time that I feel like she is supposed to be annoying. She is supposed to be blatantly ignoring dealing with what's right in front of her yeah. by making a string of fun and fascinating jokes. And yeah. when the first time through, or I found a lot of it annoying and now I find it like, this is cool to watch a show where the main protagonist is got some serious issues. She and does. The show and she is makes... fun and light and, mm-hmm. but maybe, maybe she's not okay. <laughs> and that's <laughs> and, good. And she makes puns sometimes, which you're not, I was a fan of. And that's true. Now she's more, I would, I'll, let me put words in your mouth. Please do. Um, now I would say she's more like, she's your friend and those are her quirks and you know that and you have accepted that she is your friend anyway and you accept that as part of who she is. 
And at the time, it was like you were at those first few parties hanging out with her going, I don't know if I can handle this. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot, Lorelai. <laughs> they should have called her Lorelai. When you first watched it, yep. what hooked you? What emotion? What on an emotional level made you say, I want to watch more of this? I liked it. I think I was intrigued. I It was different from other things that I was watching at the time. I was watching it when it was on, but I I got to the point pretty quickly. I was like, oh, rather than like, oh, let me turn on the TV and oh, it's Gilmore Girls. I'll watch it. Be like, oh, it's getting to the time of whatever that was when I watched Gilmore Girls. So I'll go make sure I have some food and watch it. When I was getting really into it, I was single at the time. And I don't know that that had anything to do with it or not, but I could do what I wanted. And so... <laughs> <laughs> you can still do what you want. I sure can. But um, I don't know. It's just... It's a different thing. Yeah. Um, no, it is. Yeah. I, I think I just... I liked the characters. Once I'd watched it enough to really understand who the characters were, Rory, Lorelai, a few of the others, then I was invested in them. And I feel like I was invested in the characters fairly quickly not necessarily within like an episode or two, but within three or four, I kind of thought, okay, I know this world. I'm interested in this world. Right. I'm not necessarily going to go out of my way because I, I didn't have like DVR or anything, but when I have the ability to join this world, I will go see what's up. Right. What's so, up, Stars Hollow? That was very loud. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, so it is, a, it is a show that invites escapism because you do feel like you are a member of this weird little town. Yep. And... If I may hazard a guess, we've never talked about this in person, and we've talked about Gilmore Girls a lot when yeah. not podcasting. I wonder if you related to both the adventures of Lorelai being a single woman for a lot of the show, but also Rory is very studious to the point where it's almost a joke. And I oh. know, because you are my wife, you were and are insanely studious where you want to know the correct facts. Oh, we'll I, figure, I totally relate to Figure things out and okay. Yeah, absolutely. Rory is who I related to. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I related to everybody in different ways, but that was like, if it was which Gilmore girl's character are you, I would be Rory. I would be the one who wanted to study, the one who liked school, the one who liked her friends and cared a lot about her friends also. But like that very studious aspect of her is one that resonated with me. Okay. Well, let me ask you. If you mm -hmm. could have a drink yeah. with either Lorelai or Rory, Whew. which one would you want to have a drink with? Oh, that's such a hard question. I know. I'm cruel. Oh, meanie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry you Sorry. had to hear that fight, folks. <laughs> I think uh, I think I'm going to say Rory, especially if it's, you know, like of age Rory. <laughs> you don't want to have a drink with 16-year-old Rory? Come no, on. no. You know, maybe a drink of tea. Uh, she would drink me under the table, coffee-wise. Either of them would. I mean, I'd be happy to have a drink with either of them. So I have to make a choice. I'm going to say Rory. Okay. So you would have a drink with 21 and up Rory. Yep. And is that because you feel like you have this deeper connection? I feel like she and I would have more to talk about. I feel like um, I'd be really curious what she would say. There's just, there's a little bit of a different growing period. I mean, obviously, Lorelai is an adult the entire time, and she changes, and we all change. Yes, but it's, I'm changing right now. <laughs> but it's a different thing with Rory, and I really like where they take her as she becomes a young adult. And I don't know. I, it, I, I'm sorry, I don't have right. a better answer. No, that's okay. I'm having epiphanies about so. you, my wife. Because I'd always thought about the studious thing. But yeah. on this watch, rewatch, it is interesting to watch how Rory becomes more like Lorelai in that she becomes a little bit more fierce, a little bit more hyper-vocal as the show goes on. 
but she has a little bit of a part of herself that is closed off and is private that she only shares with people who are very close to her. Yep. And I feel like that is I think true that's of part you. of it. Yep. Absolutely. And I feel like there's there's that like do you get to know that next part of her or Right. Yeah. Is it just a fun drink where she has a lot of interesting astute funny things to say or do you unlock like level 31 Rory down, you know. <laughs> right. Plus also I feel like with Rory and um there's equal odds of either of us upon arrival n- not even having had a drink yet. Either one of us could be the one who accidentally trips over the bar stool. <laughs> yes. And you know that yes. like that hasn't been a a um measuring level in my life but maybe it should be <laughs> of who of who i should go have drinks with so that it's not high, just like, me yes because not that i do trip but i have a high probability of being able to trip at any time <laughs> <laughs> wow i don't know what that means that was the most political way to both admit that you trip and then try to claim you don't trip you fall into the weird dancer stereotype that if people don't know it there is an old adage in the theater mm-hmm. that uh dancers are so incredibly graceful when they're dancing but when they're not dancing you can't put down glow tape or they'll trip over it yep draw a line on the stage and they will trip yeah and uh it's especially i'm very good at running into walls <laughs> <laughs> you excel I at podcast. that i do and i feel like you don't to be fair you don't fully run into walls you graze walls i do and to be fair, Lorelai probably would run into walls pretty easily also because I feel like she does a lot. True. But my question so, was, yeah. who would you like to have a drink with? Yep. Not who would you like to simultaneously <laughs> run into a wall with? She would do a better comedy bit than me. All right. Let me ask okay. you another question yep. about Rory and Lorelai. <laughs> uh-huh. So one of the weird little things of the show is that Rory is a nickname for Lorelai. Right. Meaning that older Lorelai mm-hmm. named her daughter Lorelai. Right. So if you and I ever had a daughter, right. would you name her Sarah? No. <laughs> Why not? Glad we could have this conversation, sweetie. <laughs> yeah. I want to get this all out on the podcast. Um, I think it would just be weird to me. Um, what? So what if uh, her it, name was Sarah, but we called her Ra? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi. <laughs> um, if I had a longer name that could be abbreviated like say my name was elizabeth yeah and i went by lizzie right but it was a family name which lorelei is and i feel like that's a difference okay and i thought we'll name her elizabeth and we'll call her betty totally sarah's pretty much sarah and that would just be confusing to me and it's not a long family name so that would i it just i don't know nope Okay, so no, there's, there's just no way. No, although I I will admit, when I was a little kid, I did name about half of my dolls Sarah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Why? I don't, maybe I wasn't very creative. I don't know. <laughs> I had one of my favorite dolls when I was really little. Um, I'm not going to remember her full name because like all little kids' dolls, she had a lot of names, but her name was like Sarah Two Baseballs. I don't remember the rest of the name. Okay. I'm sorry. Yep. Wait, 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 no, no, no. The two <laughs> is the two baseballs something you're making up, or was nope, that her name? You know, that was you know her that name. her name was Sarah. Two. Okay. There's another naming name a doll after yourself is like okay. There's plenty to be explored there, but there's plenty of people that could have that discussion with. Two baseballs. I have no idea. I think I was three. <laughs> it was probably my parents saying like, Sarah, what should we name your doll? And I was like, Sarah, two baseball. And then she had like one or two more names after that. 
why I knew about a baseball is I have no idea because nobody in my family plays or follows baseball. So you were just listing words you knew. <laughs> I, that's my guess. I don't know. She was like one of the dolls I had when I was youngest, but right. her name was Sarah. And I think I so had another doll. So it could have been like was... Sarah Diaper Black Hole, just if those were the words you knew. I'm 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 guessing here. Okay. Yeah. But I did at least have one additional doll whose name was Sarah. <laughs> okay. Well, it's nice <laughs> to know that. But a lot of them had other names, too. You got it out of your system of naming things after yourself. So you would refuse right. to name our daughter Sarah, even if that's what I want. Yeah, because I did it by the time I was four. <laughs> Been there, done that, there, moving on. Done that. All right. Speaking of moving on, I want to talk a little bit more about the dinner with parents dynamic, because I do think it is an important part of the show. Over yeah. the course of the series, it has all these various convolutions, but they always end up still having that locked in we're gonna have dinner right with the parents who come from this different world there's always a financial almost always in the show there's a financial aspect to it if Mm -hmm. my parents had a bunch of money Mm -hmm. which they do not Mm -hmm. but if they did and they said we can help you out financially but you do have to have dinner with us every friday night Mm -hmm. would you have dinner with my parents every friday night or would you freak out now keep in mind my parents barely know what a podcast is and will never listen to this, <laughs> so we're super safe. It's okay. I'm going to go play it for them on Friday. Um, well, okay. <laughs> Friday, Friday night podcast listening. <laughs> exactly. I would do that with just about anybody's parents. If it was just like, <laughs> we're going to show up, we're going to drink, and we're going to listen to a random podcast. That'd be Great. so fun. That's our next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and now, spontaneation with my parents. That'd be fine. Um, if... If we lived in the same town as your parents, I would consider it. That's a cop out. I know it is. Yeah. Okay. So here's here. Okay. There's so I have so many thoughts about this. Most of them are like way too practical to be interesting. There is um, a and, super fast bullet train, and my yes. parents can come here. Or we can go there. Okay. I would but consider. I didn't, it. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go no, ahead. no, no. You're good. Um, I would consider it. We are people who, in our lives, have done a lot of theater, a lot of performances. I often have worked at places where I have to work evenings You are and a weekends. stage manager to this day. I'm a stage manager. I work evening events at the historic locations where I work. To me, the concept of... <laughs> To me, the concept of here's the thing you do every week and you just do it is like, oh, wow, that's right. crazy town. Who can do that? I mean, I show up to work every week, but frequently my days of the week change because schedules change. But something like that, it's like, well, but what if we have a show? So say it's like Tuesday night dinner or we just don't do like somehow the show thing isn't a factor. Right. Yeah, I would totally consider it. It would be it would be interesting. <laughs> so your your main issue with it is the day the practicality. of the week. Here's the thing about their dinner. They start with cocktails. Which is great. They have a pitcher of martinis. Right? So see, think about if we went to your parents' An house and they had a clear picture fluid. of martinis. Um and wine and whiskey or exciting brown liquid as we call it now yeah. apparently alarming um, clear fluid yeah <laughs> so they start with that so that's they come from this very specific world you start with cocktails then you go to dinner once dessert is done you leave right. so like if we have this and we're like okay we have to go but we know we'll have quick cocktails tonight dinner is done 90 minutes we're out i would consider it I don't you would know. just consider I, it. I, yeah. I, I, to me, it seems kind of interesting because it's unlike anything I've ever done. Um, right. And seems unlike anything that I could actually fit into my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting way to look at it because on the show, it is the challenge of Lorelai and then later on Rory have a challenging relationship mm-hmm. with their parents, even though we, the audience, get to see peeks right. into the humanity of the parents. 
But it is much more about that we don't get along with them. And for you, which is understandable, it is much more about the time crunch. And I don't have a challenging relationship with your parents. That's true. So that's it. If it was like, I can't open my mouth without them yelling at me, then not so much. Yeah, because Lorelai's parents can be mean. Yeah. And, and my parents How would you feel? don't understand podcasts. I, so I every think week be, we could explain what a podcast is. I would be really torn, honestly, because it is that interesting question that the show raises of family is valuable regardless of how much sort of armor the family mm -hmm. wears that underneath it all you are still family absolutely and that matters and i do want to believe that but then there's all those other things there's the time crunch there's the misunderstanding there's the more time you spend with people there is more of your conflicts are going to be exposed when you can't just have niceties mm -hmm. and then the what the way the show presents it which i think would be my main problem is initially there's that financial agreement mm. and i mm -hmm. really really value if not my freedom my illusion of freedom <laughs> and so to agree to something that i don't necessarily want to do for money would mm. be yeah yeah and i th i think you know if you want to boil down to like the heart of it some of my like oh committing to something every week that's part of it is it's like tying you down yeah but, yeah yeah it'd be interesting if you could hug any Ooh. character from the show. Now, they, there's a pantheon of likable and sometimes annoying weirdos yeah. who live in the small town of Stars Hollow. If you could hug any of the characters. Wow. Who would you hug and why? Can I choose more than one? No. Oh, and... <laughs> damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Play my stupid games. So here are the people that I've thought through so far. Lane, Miss Patty, and Luke. Okay. We're like the three that jumped to mind. Lane is one of my favorite characters. Like, so she's, yeah, she's absolutely Rory's one of my favorite friend characters. Lori's friend. Who has also the tortured relationship with her mother, who wants her to have a sort of different life than Lane wants to have. Yep. She wants her to be a very traditional Korean, or at least her mother's interpretation of traditional Korean. And then she's in a rock band. But I think ultimately it is more about I want to be friends with Lane and less that I need to hug Lane. Right. So. We'll, we'll say, I want to be friends with Lane. Okay. Um, <laughs> so like, we're going to play friend, Mary hug, right? So Luke was going to be just because he, he, he needs somebody to hug him and just take it. But <laughs> that sounds horrible. Just take it, So Luke, I'm going to go with Miss, Miss Patty because I Patty? bet Miss Patty gives awesome hugs. Okay. This and is, she's a fellow dancer. I was going to say, she is the dance instructor. Yeah. You have taught dance much the way Miss Patty have. has, right? <laughs> <laughs> to little kids? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. My favorite moment of teaching dance uh, was when I had to sub a three-year-old, four-year-old pre-ballet class, and we didn't really know what to do. And so for the last five minutes, we walked around in a circle on our tippy toes with our hands overhead like we were ballerinas. And oh my gosh, it was like those kids were in their castle happy place dreamland. They were so excited. And that was um, one of my favorite moments teaching. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. Miss Patty is definitely a yep. hugger. Okay. So I'm going to go um, with Miss Patty. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I'm just going to offer that I would hug the living shit out of Luke. See? And that, that fits. I was going to ask who you would hug. Yeah. Yeah. Because, well, yeah, Luke yeah. is the... Uh, Luke needs a hug. If Luke, your question was who needs a hug, He a needs a hug. He is a... a hug, hugging Luke is so fascinating. Yeah. Because I'm sure he smells good. 
he wears a lot of plaid. He's warm and approachable in his uh, physical presence. Yeah. His aura is warm and approachable, even though he gets very mad and expresses himself and says, I don't want this. I don't want that. And mm-hmm. he's very grumpy and set in his ways. Uh, I can be very grumpy and set in my ways. Mm-hmm. So, boy, that would be just a beautiful day. If Luke and I could sit and be grumpy and set in our ways together, complain about things, and then hug, that's basically my perfect day. And you could do, like, like you're talking about, the weird kind of, like, half hug, half backpack. Mm. Like, you could... I could do that with Luke. You could do that with Luke, because there's the whole... Because you trick him. um, You pull him in. There's a scene where Rory, I think, gets into Yale, or decides she's going to Yale, or gets into Chilton. Oh, and he gives the most awkward hug ever. Yeah! Yeah, so like there's precedent for weird, awkward hugs, but then you could get to the point of like, you guys know how to hug. Yeah, yeah. that's perfect. He talks everything through too. So if we had like a really great talk, we were drinking mm-hmm. beer or another exciting fluid. Coffee. And decaf. we <laughs> decaf coffee. And we, we talked about all the things that annoyed us and we agreed and we got to have fun being grumpy yet still decent together. Yep. Uh, and then at the end, it's like, I'm sorry, Luke, I would really like a hug. And he would be like, ah, yeah, all right. He would, yeah. he would, he totally would give you. I would hug. not force myself on Luke, but no, he would no, do of course it, not. and it would be, it would be wonderful. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. my feelings. Okay, are you okay with me hugging Luke? I, I think it's perfect. Are you okay with how much I wanted to talk about it and describe <laughs> it? <laughs> I am because also then I don't feel as bad that I'm not hugging Luke. <laughs> Fair enough. You're busy yeah. hugging Miss Betty and being friends with Lane. All right. <laughs> I think one of the biggest things that comes up with Gilmore Girls, which is fascinating to me, mm-hmm. is which of Rory's boyfriends is best. Yeah. It is understandable because I think it is a show that does hook people when they're younger, mm-hmm. no matter when you happen to come upon it. Yep. So it's natural to uh, relate to Rory and think like uh, through the process of dating and it, Absolutely. Well, I saw it. I had emotional reactions because it it reminded me of being young and I would have been delighted to meet someone like Rory and I would mm-hmm. have wanted to date someone who is charming and funny and super studious, mm-hmm. which makes sense because I married you. <laughs> uh, so I had the emotional reactions. So, it's, so it's, I think it's understandable that everybody pulls to that, but also when you... When we've been rewatching the show, just like percentage wise, who is Rory dating is maybe 40% of the show at most. I mean, like, mm-hmm. this, there's a lot yeah. of screen time given to not only to Lorelai's relationship with her parents. Yep. Who is Lorelai dating? Yeah. There is a ton of screen time to just what screwy shit is going on in Stars Hollow. Oh, yeah. That I forget about of like every episode, there's that, there are episodes where there's not just like, a plot is Rory. B plot is Lorelai. And then there's C, D, E, and F are stars hollow screwing around. Yeah. So just percentage of time. Yeah. We only, we only spend that much time, but still. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So you've got three main boyfriends. Yeah. There's Can you Dean. Tell how excited I am to answer this question. There's Jess. <laughs> yeah. And there's Logan. Yeah. I'm full of whiskey. And <laughs> at the risk of being two Gilmer girls splainy. Yeah. I'll break them down really quick. Okay. Dean is her first boyfriend. Yep, which is very important. She's yeah. very shy. So that like first kiss, first boy like that we're aware that she likes in this way. Right. Mm-hmm. He His character wanders in its interpretation. It does. But he is a solid meat and potatoes 
guy guy who he is is not great with his emotions but no. really unflinchingly loves Rory to death. Yep, he's very loyal. Yep. And I'll bring this up because it's a thing that I know you had issue with the first time we watched it, maybe the second time. So he starts by talking to Rory about the books that she's reading uh, when he transfers to her school from Chicago or somewhere near Chicago. They kind of de-intellectualize Dean. Yes, the but first he time starts we meet out, Dean, he is He's a talking pants. about uh, Moby Dick, I think, is what they're talking about. Maybe. Yeah, their meet-cute is over books. Yeah. And then apparently the Flash comes and changes the timeline <laughs> so that uh, Dean turns into a meat and potatoes guy. And that's who he mm-hmm. is for most of it. Yep. And then in comes Jess. Yep. The bad boy. rebel bad mm. boy. And he usurps some of the qualities that Dean had in the pilot of being super into books and right. reading. Right. Because Rory is super into books and reading, so that's an important thing for... A connection point. A connection. Yeah. yeah. So he is... Uh, Super snarky, super difficult, mm-hmm. also super loves Rory. Only person in town he likes or is even willing to be even remotely friendly to. Mm-hmm. Also not good about discussing his feelings or emotions. No, but I'm starting to think that goes for almost everyone on Gilmore Girls. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and then uh, we have her college beau, Logan, Yep. who further dips into the discussion of the 1% <laughs> <laughs> right. by being... A super rich playboy yeah. who initially comes off as really glib, really full of himself, but has this sort of tragic story of he is destined to take over his father's newspaper empire no matter mm-hmm. what. So he's presented as this tortured, sensitive soul who's like, he's super handsome. He can date anyone he wants. He's rich. He has toys. But he has this sort of tragic, I'm doing some of this just to run away from the fact that I am utterly under my family's thumb. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. that's my little pitch of who the three are. Uh huh. Are you Team Dean? Are you Team Jess? Are you Team Logan? <sighs> I am rolling my eyes. <laughs> Not wanting to answer this question. That's what team I'm on. As we were discussing them, I'm just going to put this in there. Okay. I don't think I am Team Dean, but one thing that Dean has going for him he starts by being nice to Rory, and the other two start by making fun of her. That's true. Which is, you know, not really the way, even though we always make jokes about it, that's not the way to show respect to somebody that you like. Even yes. if it's not somebody that they like up front, like Logan didn't know her, but still, he makes fun of her. He makes fun of her friend because her friend does not have money. Yes. So, Dean I'm is meat that cute, and the other two are meat jerks. Yeah, they're meat snark. Meat snark. Or at least Jess is. Yeah. Okay, in this rewatch... Full disclosure, we have not finished rewatching season seven, and I don't remember everything that happens. So I, know I think I remember yeah. parts of it, but there's a chance that there's something I'm not remembering. I think I'm Team Logan. Yeah, I know. I, uh, <laughs> I wanted that to be a surprise to you. No, well, okay, uh, can, we've been why. we've been we've been making we've been knowing eyes at each other. Can Tell I say why? It. Yeah. So a lot of reasons, but here's one of the main reasons, and maybe part of this is. I'm not as young as I was the first time I watched it. <laughs> That's how time works. Stupid <laughs> time. I had a few key points when Rory really needs, she needs someone there for her. Logan is there for her. He does Whatever that means. Everything. Maybe it's not the way other people would be there for her. But, um, you know, when she had to, something happened with Lorelai and 
Rory needed to get home as soon as possible. Rory was like, here, take my car with the driver. They're yours. Right. And like in his soul, he's a really good person, like just wants to be a good person. And I love their connection, but I feel like they're better as former sweethearts who are now good friends and get each other. Yeah. But I, I like that relationship for them. Like, I like the relationship that they have now where they sometimes see each other, truly care about each other. <laughs> Maybe they're sometimes not the nicest to each other. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. This time around, I'm Team Logan. I think this is a fascinating if you sat almost anyone down at almost yeah. any age and showed them like the significant episodes with Dean, Jess, and Logan. Mm-hmm. I feel like people have an emotional reaction based on a, their own life experiences, mm-hmm. which always happens, so no surprise there. But B, on how well they're written and executed. Yeah. Because I think people respond a lot to Jess, and a lot of people are team Jess because he's well-written, he's oh, yeah. funny, he's well-acted. Yeah. Uh, they, re- they respond to those, both the emotional things and then like the sort of, not, not the actual... Put yourself in the mind of the world of the show. Who is truly best for Rory? Where does Rory have the most fulfilling relationship? Right. And to me, I agree with you, my wife, that that I feel like if I went to a Gilmore Girls convention, uh, I would be physically assaulted for saying I'm Team Logan. <laughs> I'm probably going to yeah. get a hateful email. But yeah, I feel like he also benefits from he's on the show longer. He's her most adult relationship. He is I when she gets back it. together with uh, Dean. It's in awkward circumstances. Yeah, I'm not anti any of them. I I feel the need to say that <laughs> I like all of them absolutely. Yeah, um, but yeah, I will share and then we will move on. As you remember, mm-hmm. or maybe you don't. I lost my shit <laughs> when Jess first came into it because they introduced Dean as being the book loving guy. Yeah, and then they retconned him yeah. into being a big doof. And then Jess was the book guy. Yeah. And then she went to Jess. I was like, but you had a book guy. Yeah. And as a book guy, I lost my shit. Yeah. And at the time, I was very team Jess. And uh, I was not very understanding of where you were no. coming from. <laughs> one, of, one of our first squabbles is a married copy. couple. Yeah. A married copy. Copy? What the are we? The fuck's a copy? I don't know. <laughs> Some more brown fluid, sweetie. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Sarah Meyer, co-producer of this podcast, and this week I'm in Santa Monica trying to find out how people on the street feel about Gilmore Girls, or the Gilmore Girls, I don't know. Have you ever seen the show Gilmore Girls? No. Can you guess what it is based on the title? Um, yeah. women, young women that live on a street called Gilmore. Oh, bits of it, yeah. Did you like it? Uh, if it was on television, I wouldn't change it if it was a good episode. I have, not for a long time though. Yeah, it was a cute show. Uh, I've seen a few episodes because my wife watches it. How much does she like it? A lot. Is she watching the revival on Netflix? My best friend's wife is going to watch it with her all day. Like, they're just going to watch all, like, binge it. Thanksgiving binge. Yes. Nice. What are you going to do while they're doing that? We're going to be cooking. Husbands are cooking, wives are watching the kids and watching Gilmore Girls. Would you like to live in a small town where everybody knows everybody's business? No. I actually came from one of those towns, and now I'm completely happy because I'm in a big city. It just felt like you were trapped. (laughs) That's happened in the past. It's okay. Yeah. I used to live in an ashram in the Santa Cruz Mountains, and it was like that, like much smaller, you know, much smaller. It's interesting. How fast can you talk? Not that fast. I, As a yoga practitioner, I try not to. 
Oh my gosh, right now on command? I can't agree really fast. I'm pretty zen, it's tough for me to dial it up on command. I don't like talking fast, I mean I can. Let's find something for you to talk fast about. What's your favorite movie? Hero. Okay, describe that talking as fast as you can. Uh, it's an Asian movie with Jet Li, and they it has beautiful colors, beautiful scenery. I can't speak <laughs> faster than that. Yeah, I talk faster normally, along with the accent. Like, your waitresses can't understand Coca-Cola when I order a Coke. I have to almost Google it for them, or I have to say Pepsi, and they'll go, no, we don't have Pepsi, we have Coke. Yeah, that's what I want, Coke. Would you have dinner with your parents every Friday if they asked you to? No, my mom's crazy. No. What if they paid you? Uh, no. No? Nope. Not at all. No. <laughs> Maybe one Friday a month. What if they paid you? Oh, yeah. Always. Once a week? For sure. <laughs> I love my parents, so, I mean, yeah, I would. Without the pay, I guess. Aww. I'll do it for the love. <laughs> We're going to move on to our How Obsessed Are You questions. Woo-hoo! Are you ready? I am ready. All right, here we go. Do you think about Gilmore Girls every day? Right now, absolutely. Yeah. Um, in the intervening years between when it uh, first aired and we first watched it versus when it came back to being on Netflix again, I did not think about it every day. What would make you think about it? If in a time where we are not watching it, what kind of event or moment would have to happen in your life to make Gilmore Girls pop into your head? Mm. Well, and it's going to be different now having rewatched it because it's more firmly in my head and in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime people talk about weird small town stuff like i love all the crazy holidays um coffee (laughs) so really every morning when i drink coffee um oh right there's so many things now that would make me i i think my rewatching it it, definitely in preparation for the new season coming out but i think that has re-upped my obsession with it that it is truly it will be a long time before i stop thinking about it right and then there's the whole element of Greystone being the shooting location for Chilton, which is the school that the grandparents give money for Rory to go to, and it's in mm-hmm. the, almost the credits. It's yeah, like in there is in inti- the credits, all the credits it's in the credits, and there's an intimate level of knowledge. Like there's a shot from the pilot where Lorelai hugs Rory and she steps on a loose <laughs> stone. And when we yeah. rot- rewatched it this time, you're like, they've fixed that stone. Yeah. Yeah, it was so really like fun to see. that's like an intimate level of knowledge for a weird, fanciful TV show that's set in a imaginary place for you to have that sort of physical knowledge, physical presence of some of the scenes being like, yes, that is where I work every day. Yeah, absolutely. But I feel like I already had that level of obsession within me, even after I worked at Greystone, but before I knew that Greystone was one of the filming locations, because I worked there for months without knowing it. Oh, you didn't know you were at Chilton? No. That's right. Because it had been a while. And one of the Rangers, you know, was mentioning like, oh, back when Gilmore Girls was on, because we get a lot of people coming to Grayson because it's been used in a lot of movies and TV shows. So we get people coming at various times based on what's just come out, coming for this uh, to visit, you know, this location because we're a public park. So you can visit. It's not like it's somebody's private home. And one of the park rangers was mentioning, oh, we, you know, we used to get a lot of people for Gilmore Girls back when that was on. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Did you use a sort of cute demon voice like that? What? Pretty sure I did. I uh, probably lost it right then and there. I was like, how did I not know this? What? And um, I don't, yeah, yeah. And then, um, (laughs) spoiler alert for the show that's coming out on Friday, except it's in the credits, so it's not a spoiler. When they were coming, when Netflix decided to make A Year in the Life, I don't know if I'm getting ahead of us here. No, that's fine. The Gilmore they, Girls um, revival. Yes. The Gilmore Girls revival that's coming up. 
you know, it had been announced. It's not like I had any insider knowledge. I don't deal with the filming there, but I heard that they were coming back and that one of the reasons they were coming back is because it was one of the most binge watched shows that Netflix has ever had. Um, and so they felt like, yep, we've definitely got an audience for it. And it is so fun because I, I've since then heard it in other places or the other day I had, uh, a lovely couple, I believe from Germany, we'll say they were German, who um, <laughs> had walked around um, and were trying to figure out where to get the best Gilmore Girls photo. And I was like, oh, you should come over here and see this. And they just hadn't seen like that opening shot yet. And it was like I made their entire trip to the United States. She was so excited. And it was so fun because I knew and understood that. Yeah. Because I Aww. still like when I watch the credits, when they run down the hallway of Greystone um, in season three, which they didn't actually film as much at Greystone because uh, they were mainly in the studio, but they had to make it look like Greystone. Ha ha. But uh, they run down the actual hallway in the credits and it just makes me happy every day. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> so really by fun. every day. Clearly, I think about it a lot. They run really close to the bathroom that I've used. <laughs> and that makes me feel happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question. Yep, so you, you think about Gilmore Girls every day, sometimes depending on how much we've been watching it, depending yep. on the other factors. Have you ever had a dream about Gilmore Girls? Ooh, not that I remember. Okay. But gosh, I'd like to have one. <laughs> well, let's make that a goal tonight. Okay, yeah. When you and I go to sleep tonight, uh-huh. I'm going to whisper, Gilmore Girls, Gilmore Girls, Gilmore Girls, Gilmore Girls, Gilmore Girls. That might just be scary. But yeah, I'll see what I can do. I'm going to try to make little suggestions throughout the course of our evening. So you have a dream about me hugging Luke. <laughs> that would be awesome. All right. Next question. Would you get a Gilmore Girls tattoo? Mm, if I were to get a tattoo, I would consider it. I would definitely consider it. Really? Because mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of things in Gilmore Girls that are more like they're they're bigger than just Gilmore Girls. Something that maybe is inspired by Gilmore Girls, but is also inspirational to the rest of life. Like I wouldn't get like the Luke's coffee sign or something. Okay. That's a little too specific. And that's just not me, like something that specific to a specific thing. But if you could find something that uh, connects to a larger idea that's presented by the show. Yeah, like like Rory's stuffed animal in the first season, I think. Is it a rooster? Oh, yeah. I don't remember. Um, But when people are sending me emails to yell at me for being Team Logan, feel free to let me know. Include this also. You can yell at me too. Like something like that, like the importance of small things in your life that are, they seem small, but they're also big. Like something like that yeah. along those lines yeah. or um, I don't know if I could think of like the right book spine or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I would maybe. I would say influenced by Gilmore Girls. Okay. So you'd, you'd, get, a, you'd get a tattoo that evokes the larger idea that maybe people yep. wouldn't recognize it immediately, but you know it's from Gilmore Girls and it connects to this larger idea. Yep. But I'm not getting like Alexis Blado's face <laughs> tattooed on my shoulder. Sorry, How would sweetie. you feel? <laughs> now on this rewatch, we noticed mm-hmm. uh, because- there had been a clown crisis here in America. Yeah, creepy clowns were popping up, and as we were watching, oh. there's some horrible fucking clown pillow that is in the background for at least the first four seasons. Yeah, I think the clown is finally gone now. I think now. it is. But how would you feel if I got a tattoo? No. <laughs> All right, that's a good answer. <laughs> we'll move on to the next question. If the only way you could watch Gilmore Girls was by stealing the complete Blu-ray set from Walmart, would you steal it? Hmm. No. <laughs> I would just have to write out each Gilmore Girls episode longhand and try to remember what happened. 
Would you would you get people to act it out for you? Maybe. <laughs> so you you really wouldn't steal it from the big evil corporation that is Walmart. No. No. It's just Sorry. you you just you're just not a stealer. No. <laughs> you don't have to apologize. <laughs> you don't have to apologize to me for not being a thief. I thought I married a thief, damn it. <laughs> it's fine. All right. If a friend at a party said something mean mm. about Gilmore Girls, mm, yeah, would you jump in and defend it? Depends on the situation and yeah. the friend and where I'm at in my Gilmore Girls obsession. All right, so I feel like I've been at places where people are like, yeah, Gilmore Girls, whatever. And probably if it was in the time when I had finished watching it, wasn't rewatching it and was not at my newfound level of appreciation. I, I mean, I appreciate it before, but I feel like I've jumped to the next level. Yeah, me too. Um, I think I would have done the like, well, I enjoyed it, but maybe it's not for everybody. Like, tried to be the placator. Right. Now, if somebody's like, that is horrible TV, yeah, I would disagree with them. Okay. I would not, you know, like fisticuffs, but I would disagree. But you would be like, you can't just say it's bad. It is. Yeah, yeah. I would, you know, say, like, I disagree. I think it's a good show. Here are my reasons why. I understand it's not for everybody or something to that effect. Right. So you yeah. feel passionate and you feel it in a place to articulate. Yeah. Now, granted, if it was somebody that I had never met, I might say, like, oh, I like it and turn around and walk away. <laughs> I like that. I like it. Bye. Bye. Uh, has Gilmore Girls ever made you cry? Oh, I'm sure it has. Um, gosh, uh, of course, most things, most things make me cry. I'm, I am sure it has. I'm sure I've cried tears of joy and tears of sadness. I think when Luke and Lorelai were together and then they were breaking up, which is the time when Logan sends Roy home in the car, I think that I cried tears of, um, compassion or like empathy or I don't know. Right, right, yeah. right. That, that, oh, yeah. that, the uh, sweet cocktail of emotions yeah. of there's I felt things. pain and there's kindness and it's yeah. all, oh, life. I felt things and water came out of my eyes. <laughs> Would you dress up as a Gilmore girl for Halloween? <laughs> yeah. Cause we just rewatched the episode where Rory sends Logan off to uh, the UK and I would totally dress up in that outfit. All oh, right. She says a UK party a, and she dresses up as just sort of like a, generic twiggy. Yeah. Kind of. So she's got like a blonde wig, a bad British accent, a red dress, tall boots and a hat. I would totally wear that outfit. <laughs> nice. If we renewed our wedding vows, would you want to have a Gilmore girls themed ceremony? No. <laughs> Too far. Plus, at least so far, <laughs> there's a lot I don't of failed like they're weddings. Good, yeah, they're not good like role models for like good long term. What? Well, I mean, I guess maybe Emily and Richard, Lorelai's parents. Yeah, but uh, they've got their own set right. of problems. So there's there's so. just a sort of Damocles hanging nope. over a Gilmore Girls themed wedding, right? Yeah. There's just nope. too we're much baggage there. We're not doing that. <laughs> good to know. Sorry. In my opinion, <laughs> I would not be up for that. If you found out that mm -hmm. Lorelai Gilmore was real and you were her oh, wow. younger sister, would you be happy <laughs> or concerned? Well, that raises so many questions. But in the world where it doesn't raise so many questions, am I like her, like she's five years older than me? Or am I like well, I think 16 in years younger than the her? Real life, uh, like whatever in, in age real Lauren life. Graham actually is. Well, no, I mean, in Gilmore Girls land, it exists in, it's not a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I think the yeah. character of Lorelai is yeah. older than you. Having watched this much of her life, that would be awesome. 
if I were just like a character who showed up and got to meet her in one episode, I might be a little scared of her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like if I didn't have six seasons worth of back knowledge. Right. But you know, if we didn't if, if we didn't know about the TV show Gilmore Girls and there was just this weird fiction meets reality and the character of Lorelai Gilmore showed up with us having no knowledge of her at yeah. our door at our apartment and like, by the way, I'm your long lost sister. Yeah. You'd be like, damn. A little bit too much, Lorelai. I'd be like, wow, that's a lot. Let's take this a day at a time. But, you know, within a month, okay, fine. We can probably, you know, make this work. Okay, I think Maybe? that's a yeah. very good reaction. <laughs> <laughs> we could probably make this work. Because she'll probably show up talking really fast with a big cup and eating coffee instantly. Yeah. And, but, I mean, Lorelai is really cool. So Great. Yeah. If the only way you could impress your new sister, Lorelai, is by drinking five cups of coffee a day, uh-huh. could you do that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have not in my head of of course I could. <laughs> Excellent. So you could handle that exciting brown fluid co- coffee. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Okay. If there was a large bear, you are aware <laughs> of this question. Okay. If there was a large bear holding our remote control here in our apartment uh-huh. we're recording in right now. Uh-huh. And it was time for us to watch the new Netflix series A Year in the Life. Yeah. But a bear is just sitting on her couch holding the remote control. Yeah. Would you try to get the remote control from the bear so you could turn on the television to watch Gilmore Girls? So bears are scary and can kill you. <laughs> I'm and sorry. I, don't I was ha- laughing at scary. What was the second thing you said? They can kill you. Yes. So if it was like a spider was holding the remote, <laughs> a tarantula was holding the remote, I would get it. But bears have claws, and claws are scary. Um, hi, I'm, I, yeah, I'd be, I, I you, yeah. Um, okay, here's the thing. What? I would go turn it manually on our TV. Can we still do that? No, there are no buttons on our television. I would go watch it on my computer in the bedroom. Our television is basically the 21st century giving us the finger. There are no other alternatives. We must get the me. remote control from the bear. We'd go watch it on the computer in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd go stick a little bit of honey out on the tree outside of our apartment so the bear would cl- crawl out the window. All right. And then we could go in. So like, the... I would problem solve it, but I'm not going to get killed to watch Gilmore Girls. All right. So you address, you don't That's just freak line. out and yell. You make Gilmore Girls a priority. Yep. And you problem solve it. Yep. That's what I needed to hear. <laughs> That's what I needed to know We've in my heart. we got honey in the cupboard. I can take care of it. <laughs> we got it done. All right. Yep. The final how obsessed question are you? I <laughs> yeah. ask this of everyone. I know it's borderline. It's always a borderline question, uh-huh. but I don't care okay. because I feel like it is true. Uh-huh. It gets to something honest <laughs> always. If you I could not noticed. watch Gilmore Girls without you or someone you love first being punched in the crotch, mm-hmm. would you still watch Gilmore Girls? If I could negotiate the terms, yes. Okay. First of all, it would be me who would be punched. Hmm. <laughs> You sound so sad. If it could be like, okay, there's going to be a light punch. Light punch. Uh, (laughs) Not like a steel-toed boot kick. Light punch. It sounds like like Emily Gilmore is just having a party. (laughs) There'll be a light punch. It's kind of accurate, actually. Like, imagine, I mean, that is she, that's actually pretty accurate. Like, there are a lot of light emotional punches to the crotch in yeah. Gilmore Girls. Silk like, gloves on is, iron. Yeah. That's her. Yeah. 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 So oh, it's like silk gloves on iron. Yeah. yeah. So, um, like, here's your light punch. You can watch the next season. I'm good for that. Really? Yep. Okay. What if 
so because this is really the the first time we've got an opportunity <laughs> to ask this. Yeah. You've been on the podcast before. You did a great knitting episode with me. Mm-hmm. But I think it was before I had this question. I think so. And I am stubbornly attached to this question. Mm-hmm. So what if I said, hey, I'm someone you love. Mm-hmm. I will take the light silk covering iron punch the crotch. So you can watch Gilmore Girls. So we can watch Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. Would you allow me to take it? If it was once for the whole run of the show. What if I had to take one every time Ray had a new boyfriend? So I had to take a Dean punch, a Jess punch, a Logan punch, and then who knows what will happen in this new Netflix show. What about when Dean comes back? (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a flick. Okay. That's like just a little uh, flick to the left testicle. I would have a discussion with you. I guess what I'm saying is (laughs) I want to take the punch. Well, if you want to be punched, I'm not going to take away your punches. (laughs) Because then I'm just being the meanie. I'm not going to be the meanie. You're right. So I think that's what it comes down to is (laughs) please let me hug Luke and let me be punched in the crotch by Emily Gilmore. Her boyfriend. (laughs) But you notice I offered. You did. Uh I offered once per season. You did offer once per season. Yep. And I'll take one once per boyfriend. Can you make a noise to sum up your obsession with Gilmore Girls? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm so that sorry. was excitement followed by a coffee suck? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'll come up with a better one later, but that's the one you get for now. That noise captured your excitement, but is there any oh. other noise? Well, I was trying to capture like them talking quickly. Oh. And when they talk very quickly with each other. Um, sorry for punching the screen here. Uh, when they talk very quickly with each other, sometimes it gets it raises in pitch. Oh yeah, well so, so yeah, so that was solid because yeah, it yeah, was totally yeah. on purpose. I knew what I was doing. <laughs> Do not question. <laughs> I I am done questioning. That was a great noise. Uh, I rate people's obsessions, yeah. as you know, because you're my wife, and sometimes you listen to the podcast. On a scale of one to seven, uh-huh. I rate people's obsessions. Yeah. I would say out of seven coffees, because they are okay. coffee obsessed on good old Gilmore Girls. Yeah, and they like breakfast food. They're so smart. <laughs> they like a lot of the things you like. It's true. <laughs> I'm going to say you're a five. I'd say that's accurate. Maybe 4.75. But like, <laughs> uh, you like it a lot, and you... you I know you better than a lot of the people I interview because we've been married for years. Yeah. But. And I don't think you've been married to them for years. <laughs> no. Some of the people I don't know, they just come to my home and I talk to them. Hi, and I people. get to know them. But you live in my home. Um, yeah, because it is something that I think does affect your thinking on a number of different uh, ideas, as we've talked about. Mm-hmm. But it's not to that level of obsession where it's, I think it's quality escapism. It's good escapism where you can disappear into that world. Mm-hmm. You can use it to run away from real life, but not in necessarily a negative way. Yeah. But then there are plenty of ideas that attach back to real life. Yeah. But it's not a thing where you are getting to that level where I need to be in fake world. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm in fake world. I mean, sometimes, my gosh, it's really nice to escape to start all at the end of the night. But, sure. um, but I like that you can escape there. I like that there is, in my world, my opinion, in my world, <laughs> a split, um, a whole world there. Yeah. You know, you've got like a full world. But also, I feel like there, 
there are a lot of lessons there that you can take back to the real world and like you can deal with okay this is a thing and maybe it would be a little bit crazy skewy if it was in Star Hollow but how would they deal with it or here's this family issue how would Emily Lorelai and Rory fight about it and I, I don't know I feel like you can escape to it but you can also take it and apply it outward Right. You can sort of, you you can think about it and use it as a how-to on a lot of issues you face in your own life. Yeah. You can I mean, think about, not do I want to handle, do I want to handle this like Lorelai? Do I want to handle this like Rory? Yeah. Do or any number of other characters yeah. that we haven't discussed. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So can you tell people where they can find you on social media if you want to plug Greystone? Yes, absolutely. So Greystone is called Greystone Mansion and Gardens. It is on Facebook at Greystone Mansion and Gardens, uh, not Greystone Mansion. That one's not uh, real. Uh, So the one that actually has posts, go find that one. Um, And we just posted last week um there one of the there's a photographer in town who does a lot of like comparing movie scenes with real life scenes and he did a whole thing comparing scenes from Gilmore Girls the original series where they were shot both on location but also sets or you know um sets on the Warner Brothers lot items from the archive at Warner Brothers but then also places like Greystone so go find that there's like 173 photos it's pretty cool um and uh you can find me at Sarah Scrimshaw on Twitter um and at scrim street i can't talk at scrim street on instagram scrim as in scrimshaw nice uh here are some quick plugs for the show before our final questions yes you can follow me on twitter and instagram is at joseph scrimshaw you can follow obsessed podcast on twitter as at obsessed podcast for info on all my upcoming shows you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com there are two this is so exciting because two is more than one. There are two <laughs> ways to support Obsessed. You can back us on Patreon and get exclusive bonus episodes every month. For full info on that, go to patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. Or you can throw money at all of the podcasts on the Feral Audio Podcast Network by shopping through our portal. Just go to feralaudio.com, click the Amazon banner, and you will be whisked to Amazon, and a percentage of anything you buy will go to Feral Audio. A percentage of the money that you pay for anything <laughs> you buy will go to Feral Audio. It's not like if you buy a book, they'll rip out like 10 pages and send Thanks us to Feral, Omni- Feral Audio. We will get some of the money. Now, keep in mind that as we record this, uh, the sweet consumerism days of Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Selfish Tuesday, all of the days are uh, coming up, and uh, you're going to spend a bunch of time on Amazon anyway, so uh, do come find us through the Feral portal. Sarah. Yes. My wife. Yes. Sweetie. What should people people buy on Amazon if they go through our portal on Black Friday? Well, you should buy a coffee cup, of course. Oh, yeah. Um, So that you're... I mean, you already want to have a coffee cup because on Friday, I hope you're all going to be watching A Year in the Life with us. Um, not with us, like not in our house. This is not an invitation. Virtually, like virtual world. Um, you could buy a stuffed bear. That would be fun. Send us <laughs> photos of it. Um, you should buy a book because books are good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think that covers it. Yeah. I think that's good. Okay. Right, oh, you-, you should buy a pen because why not? Then you can write your own book. <laughs> buy a pen and a blank book. Yep. And write your Gilmore Girls fan fiction. That's right. But also write buy a real book. Support authors. They're nice people. <laughs> Most of them. <laughs> All right. Before you have any more ellipses where you add something else, 
Let's move on to our final question. Mm-hmm. If you were a Thanksgiving side dish, <laughs> what side dish would you be? Sorry, I got far too excited. Oh, well, okay. So I've been thinking a lot about Thanksgiving dishes today you and sure yesterday. Have. So this is, um, so I'm kind of torn. There's so many different things to be. Talk through your process. I want, so my initial thought, because this is the thing I'm currently trying to figure out, is some sort of like creamed corn or uh, <laughs> cheesy Brussels sprouts. Ooh, cheesy Brussels sprouts. Yeah, yeah. We might be having that for Thanksgiving. Listeners. Right. Why are you a cheesy Brussels sprouts? Because <laughs> I like Brussels because it's good. Brussels um, sprouts good. are Brussels sprouts are are they're hearty? Yeah, they're green. I'm they're green. green. They're good for you. <laughs> I'm good for you. <laughs> You're good I for didn't, me. I didn't know we were supposed to be that um, specific about why we're a thing. If we're, if that's the way we're doing it, then I am the dinner roll. <laughs> You're a dinner roll. <laughs> I like to do yoga, and sometimes I curl up in a ball on the floor, and then I stretch really far, and it's like the dough rising. <laughs> so I'm a dinner roll. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Or I'm your tangy cocktail. <laughs> tangy? Yeah, because don't you want like cranberries in your Thanksgiving cocktail or something to make it tangy pre-dinner, late for dinner, you have wine, but pre-dinner, maybe you have like a tangy cocktail. All right. I'm fine with that. Sure. I'll take any cocktail on okay. Thanksgiving. All right, uh, so you're a dinner roll, dinner roll followed by a cocktail. Uh, vice versa. Your cocktail followed by a dinner roll? I don't know. You're a dinner roll dipped into a cocktail. I think we're done with this question. <laughs> if you could have a cornucopia mm-hmm. overflowing with anything yeah. like cornucopias are want to do, they are. what would you want your cornucopia to be overflowing with? Is this like a food or a thing in life? Anything. Or? Wow. If you had a weird horn that just produced something, what would you want it to produce? Happiness for everybody around me. <laughs> That's fair. Or, I was thinking know. of a physical object. Okay. But you tricked um, me. It can be. <laughs> so I like squash. So my first thought was squash. So squash, squash and happiness, and happiness for, for everybody. Some pens for the people who didn't take my <laughs> advice earlier and buy one on Amazon. Or at your local stationery store. I like this strange monster cornucopia. <laughs> and maybe some whiskey to go in those tangy drinks with cranberries. All right. So the cornucopia produces happiness, squash, pens to write a novel, <laughs> and whiskey and explicitly whiskey. to be mis- mixed with tangy. Oh, no. Whiskey can be drunk anyway. Okay, fine. This is a great segue <laughs> to our final question. The final question for everyone on the podcast. Yeah. My wife... What is happiness? Happiness is watching the sunset with somebody you love. Aw, that is very nice. I am not in any way going to poke or prod or criticize my wife (laughs) telling me what is happiness. Sunset with someone you love is pretty awesome. Thank you so much for talking to me uh, about Gilmore Girls and really eating into the time where we could just be watching Gilmore Girls. Absolutely. Let's go watch some Gilmore Girls. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you very much. That is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. So, the theme song to Gilmore Girls. Mm -hmm. Do you remember how it goes? Uh, Yeah, except right now I am stuck with the uh, theme song to Friends stuck in in my head as well. So it goes, I'll be there for you. Where you lead, I will follow. Choo-choo, which is my favorite part. Uh, Because I get to choo-choo like a train. It's not my favorite part. There's also um, that you get cold. 
Somebody gets cold. Our fire. Yeah. Sometimes you sing like the Bee Gees to it. It's awesome.